You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 15. Episode 29. This is Writing Excuses, Barbie pre-writing with Jancy Patterson and Megan Walker. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Howard. I'm Dan. And we have two special guest stars, Jancy Patterson and Megan Walker. Hi. I am so excited we got to make Brandon say Barbie pre-writing. Yeah, yeah. This, was, this was a big moment in <laughs> our lives. To, you know. Jancy is a longtime friend of the podcast, a longtime friend and colleague of ours, and we are happy to have you back. And Megan, your first time, we're yes, happy to have I you. I want to start off by saying, what the heck? <laughs> Dan told me the title of this and said, we're just going to call it this. What? So we, for pre-writing, we are co-writers. We write uh, romance and epic fantasy together. And with our epic fantasy, we have a third co-writer, our friend Lauren. And um, before we write the books, but after we have a rough idea what the books are going to be about and who the characters are, we have entire rooms full of Barbie dioramas. And we pick out dolls for the characters. And then we role play through the entire story beginning to end with the dolls. And sometimes if it doesn't go the way we want, we do it again. Do you, and it's super fun. <laughs> do you film this? No. no. <laughs> we don't want to watch or listen to ourselves. Do no. you take notes? How do you? After, afterwards, usually, not, not after each individual scene, because usually we're so into the story, we just kind of keep going, keep going. But um, usually, like, either later that night or, like, days later, we'll take notes of the main things we remember from the scene, how the flow of it went. That also keeps us from writing down each and every little individual mm-hmm. thing that we said, because not all of that's going to be good in a book, you know? Because <laughs> it's all improv, right? And Sometimes a scene will go five hours because we love it, and that's going to be ten pages in the book. 
book. So we don't need everything we said. So mostly what between the two of us, what we can what remember. What we remember as being good exceptionally version. good from that scene. And, I am remembering know. being a big brother and what a horrible person I was <laughs> and how fortunate we all are that none of this was happening where I was nearby because, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. I have so many questions. This awesome. is really That's what we're cool. Here for. This yeah. is, this is super this cool. This is the best. So <laughs> what do you find this does for you? Like, what do you get? What is the, what, how is it different to pre-write this way? The thing that we get most is the characters because yeah. we essentially, we're sitting there and for people who don't role play, um, what it is is we sit there and one of us is one of the characters and one of us is the other. Um, Megan takes all the girls, I take all the guys. We write a lot of romance, so usually it's that's most of what we're doing. And we sit there and we set up the scene and then... I will talk as if I am my character and she will talk as if she's her character and we go and we just have a conversation and it gets you so deeply immersed in the character's head because for a while you are that person and Mm -hmm. we find all sorts of reactions that we wouldn't have necessarily thought of like intellectually that are just a basic gut instinct. That like leads to new scenes that like, you know, we'll, we'll do a scene and then we'll realize... Like, it went totally different than we anticipated it going. And, oh, no, now my character, she needs to go talk to her mom about this. Like, where, where she needs to go do this. And that wasn't something we had anticipated. But when you're so firmly in the character's head, you Man. know what they're it wanting also, to do. And, it also gives us a lot of moments where it's like, they just destroyed our entire plot. What are we going to do now? And one of yeah, the things we hear a lot. a lot about our books is that we're so brave that we let the characters just talk out things that would have been in a normal romance novel, the whole conflict, and it's over in a couple of scenes, and then we have a different conflict, and it's not because we're so brave, it's because our characters talked about our characters thing, just and what are we going to do now? Like, no, I want to tell him this thing that was supposed to be a secret. It's kind of what people are like when they're allowed to talk. Right, right. Yes. right. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, we find that that's kind of what happens naturally, and, and yet every time we tend to have this tendency of plotting these things out, thinking yeah. that our characters will be able to hold this information back. And then they destroy our book. And they destroy our book almost every time. But we come up with a better one because and it's the more natural and more like thorough version. And true to our conflict. characters. And Okay, so I, I have to ask, could you do this without the dioramas? Could you do this without the dolls? Could you do this without either? I'm not asking because I think those are unnecessary. I want to know what those bring because, because that expands my business expense budget for Star Wars toys by like uh, a billion dollars. (laughs) Dioramas and such add a lot to the budget, yeah. um. One of the big things they bring is uh, I follow Jancy on Facebook because we've been friends forever. And I love all the pictures of she's like, we're plotting a new book and here's, you know, some dude with a haircut and like, (laughs) it's awesome. I'm... So I found, at least, I mean, the dioramas, I feel like, are the less necessary part of it. I mean, it's awesome to have it, and it adds a lot to a scene, and, you know, um, but for me, I feel like, I personally have always felt like I needed the dolls to have almost this, like, focal point that's, like, so it's slightly removed from me. I think it's potentially a self-consciousness thing, or potentially, I'm not sure exactly, Mm -hmm. but for some reason, having the dolls, I used to actually um, do this. Uh, with my friend Lauren, the one who's working in the epic fantasy uh, with us, we used to do this um, when we were like teenagers, but we would use um, uh, miniatures from like like D&D, that kind of thing. We didn't know how to play D&D. We didn't know anyone who played D&D, but we got these little miniatures and we essentially just played Barbies and created stories with them. Um, but I've always just used something as like a focal point for this is my character. This is so cool. It, <laughs> it is really so is. cool. Um, let me ask you this. When you sit down to write, do you each write your the character you were playing? 
or do you not? I mean, not necessarily. necessarily, We tend to divide it that way just because it's fun for us to write our own characters. But if it Mm -hmm. comes down to it and there's like, we need to get the book done and there's stuff or um, one of us isn't going to be able to get to it, then we write each other's characters. Yeah. It's not okay. a big deal. Yeah, yeah, we're able to do that. Because we also, one advantage of this too, is you get to know the other person's character so as well. well. And we talk about it so yeah. much in the scenes and everything. And after the scenes, we'll sit down and be like, this is what was going on in my character's head that they didn't say. And so we both know mm. all of the motivations that are happening, even if they didn't actually make it into the You know, I've heard a lot of writers say that it's really handy to speak out loud your dialogue um, or even get a table read, right, of um, of a given scene where everyone, you get several friends, you each take a character, you read them through. This goes even further than that. <laughs> it does. Um, I can only imagine, I, I wish Mary Robinette were here because being a oh, puppet, yeah. Uh, yeah. puppeteer, she would just love this idea, I'm sure. Um, I, I actually have two questions and one of them is is related to I wish Mary Robinette were here, and that's that when you are holding the dolls and having them talk, do, are you moving the arms and posing them and... So we mostly set them in the dioramas and let them be still. And then okay. if one of them is going to move, like for since we do a lot of romance, if one of them puts the arm around the other, we'll either say he does this or we'll yeah. move the dolls and have them do that. But we don't like move them and articulate okay. them. Okay. Yeah, and usually we just second, let them sit there, yeah. The second question, complete, uh, not completely unrelated, when you are writing, do you ever find yourself needing to go get the doll or look at the diorama as a mnemonic? Is there stuff that you didn't remember until you went back and looked at the visual aid? Not, not for me, no. usually. No, I think okay. it, 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 I think acting out the scenes actually like sticks them in my head better. Mm-hmm. Right. Just anyway, just as a visual thing. Personally, yeah. When we say we take notes, sometimes it takes us an hour to take notes on a scene because we're sitting there going, oh, and remember they said this? Oh, before that, she said that because it's so stuck in our heads. One thing that the dolls are really good for, though, is clothes. I'm oh. personally terrible at describing clothes in books, but now I just describe what they were wearing. And awesome. we have all the outfits, and <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. So we have a vast wardrobe for them, both in epic fantasy and contemporary. Mm-hmm. And so, Well, let's, let's stop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details talk about some of these books themselves for our book, Books of the Week. Uh, tell us about some of the books you've done this with. Um, well, the first, uh, I guess the one that, um, that contemporary romance series, uh, the first one of that is called The Extra. And um, this one uh, is basically a girl named Gabby who um, lives in LA and her roommate is an actress on a soap opera set. And she ends up becoming, Gabby ends up becoming an extra on that soap opera set. And then basically 
the book is just, it's a fun rom-com. Basically, um, all the hijinks that take, that happen, you know, behind the scenes are just as crazy as the stuff that's on the soap opera itself, you know? So and that's a lot of fun and a lot of fun to game out. That kind of. <laughs> and you can get the first book for free on ebook retailers and then the second book for free by joining our readers list. So. Yeah. My Ooh. wife has been consuming these voraciously, so Yay. she loves Woo-hoo. them. Oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. And those are by Janty Patterson, Megan Walker, and these two are just those two of us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the other series will be coming out next summer. So by the time this airs, they'll be coming out, um, and they are under the pseudonym Kara Witter. Since there's three of us, we're not putting three names on the book. Uh, but the first book is called Godfire, and it's an epic fantasy about a girl whose father is a, a dictator, and she doesn't realize that he has used dark blood magic to make her, and so she's not actually a person; she is his weapon. And those will also be available, the first book for free, and then the second one for free with our readers list everywhere. Awesome. Um, For those of our listeners who are interested in this, the business side of it, uh, these two are very shrewd in the way they've been approaching this with you here. You know, they're doing, what, one book a month? Um, for for, for an entire year Mm -hmm. um, when you get the first one for free and the second one for the mailing list and it's just a really shrewd way to do the marketing so if you ever want to talk about marketing your books um, (laughs) we don't have time on this podcast but grab one of these two and chat with them I want to ask you right now about collaboration Um, like Jancy you used to write all your books by yourself Mm -hmm. and then I remember when you came to me and said I've discovered uh, collaboration and I will never go back (laughs) Yep. <laughs> uh, what? To tell tell me about your process, both of you, and why you like it so much. Oh boy! We start with the Barbies. So our um, I collaborate actually with several different people and. All of those collaborations are awesome. And the great thing about collaboration is you don't have to do all the sucky parts yourself. There's somebody else to bounce things off of and somebody else who's as invested as you are, which is awesome. Um, Our partnership, we pretty much all have our hands, both have our hands in everything. Mm -hmm. Um, We come up with the ideas together. We text. Our text chain is a million miles long, and we text like 100 times a day back and forth. I had an idea about this. I had an idea about that. Oh, that works with with this. And when we're smart, we move it into our notes file on OneNote that we can both see. And when we're not, a year later, we're like, we had ideas, and they're buried in our text chain. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then we get together, and we talk through a rough outline and then then usually after that point, we end up, like, once we have sort of the rough outline, again, knowing that most likely our game is going to destroy it and we're going to have to reconfigure things, uh, we do end up, like, gaming out, you know, the scenes we have plotted and then whatever scenes kind of come from, you know, organically mm-hmm. from that. Uh, and then we take the notes uh, and basically, usually we go through the notes and kind of decide, like, we kind of turn off our our game playing brain and turn on our writer's brain and be like, okay, what aspects of this don't need to be in in the book? Like what, you know? There are always great things that our gaming brains thought needed to be in the book. And sometimes we even put a note, this needs to go in the book. And then our outlining brains are like... That needs to that go was in not the book. Good. No, no. no. <laughs> so yeah, so then we then we do that, and then we usually like split up the chapters that we're gonna write again. Usually by the characters that we are, but not always, depending on what other things we're working on. So at the, the, time. the romances are mostly two oh. viewpoint romances. Mostly. Yeah, not the first yeah. one isn't, but the the ones thereafter have have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not that it's not always split even in even in the book. And right. So yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. one character has fewer chapters than the other. And are these the the, the um, I believe where each 
book is a different character, set of characters that are related tangentially to the to the, right. the first book. We're actually doing both. Okay. Um, kind of sequels for romance. We have the first book is one character, and the second book is her roommate, and then the third book is the main character's brother. But then when we get to book six. Somewhere around book six, we go back to our main character, and she mm-hmm. has kind of a love story. They don't; she hasn't broken up with her boyfriend. They're together, but it's kind of a story about their like, their relationship. Yeah, what they're like now, these years later, and what you know issues have come up in their relationship and stuff like that. So yeah, we go back and revisit some of the original characters, and you know, but by by expanding the core uh, POV cast, uh, you've increased the range of business expense for Barbies. <laughs> of course, which is always, always my goal. I mean, I keep, I, <laughs> yeah, more I'm Barbies. sorry to keep coming back to that. <laughs> Toys. Well, yeah. and Barbies, if you don't know, aren't cheap when they're collector Barbies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, but on this note, it's probably worth pointing out that there's a lot of ways to do this, mm-hmm. you know, with, oh, yeah. without the visual aids or with different visual aids. A lot of authors uh, use role-playing campaigns or games. There's actually a, a role-playing game called Microscope that is, it's not narrative, it's world-building. And you, you're, you as a role-playing group come up with a world as part of playing the game. And I've talked to a handful of other authors that use that when they're starting a new series, and that helps do their world building for them. So this kind of collaborative gaming process of outlining is, is pretty common, and there's a lot of different flavors of it. I actually know some people who are doing a AAA video game at one of the big studios that they have part of their workday as a role-playing session in the world before they go to actually building it uh, because that's really expensive in video games and getting all the yeah. architecture done. They're role-playing it to find all the problems mm. with the world-building that they think the players will eventually tr- spot and try to fix those before they, they sit down and they're doing it through a role-playing session. Because it's cheaper to play D&D yeah. than to work. It is. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that Unless I feel like... Paying is, the checks. One thing that I feel like is a huge advantage of this, at least for me, because um, I'd written books you know, by myself before as well and had that experience, but there's just this synergy... Um, of of not only writing collaboratively, I feel, but also in the gaming itself, that just it just sparks the imagination. There's someone else to like, kind of like play off of, and it just for me, it really helps, especially um, with the comedy. Oh, with um, the comedy, with yeah. Our, even in our re- epic fantasy that is darker, we have quite some comedic elements. And when we we know when we really have something, when we do a scene and we're both in stitches and we can't finish the scene because we're laughing so hard, and then when we go to take the notes, we're remembering it and we're laughing we so laughing hard again. we have to stop taking yeah. notes, and then we, we outline it, and we just find this so hilarious, and then we know that we've hit on something <laughs> that's going to be really good. Well, you now own what is probably the most distinctive title of a Writing Excuses episode yes. ever. Um, <laughs> we are out of time. Uh, do you guys have a writing prompt, maybe, you could give our audience? So, uh, oh, this counts as much of a writing prompt, but it this... It counts. Well, okay, homework, awesome, yeah. it counts. Uh, but the suggestion is, if, you know, you're a writer, and take take a, a scene from your book or a scene you're, you're wanting to write or something, and, and get some toys and a friend, and, like, get, like, Barbies or... Well, miniatures from mm-hmm. a D&D thing or like, or like your old, kids' action figures. Yeah, say, oh, oh your, your old He-Man action my figures. My kids' action. Can Whatever. I just use my own? You can use your own, okay. you know, and, and basically, yeah, find a friend who, who's willing to do this with you and, and act out the scene. That's awesome. That is great. This is a great time to point out that Brandon and I are now working on our second collaboration. Uh, we need to borrow Jancy's Barbie yeah. collection at some yeah. point. You can come play in the Barbie room. <laughs> Make this yes, happen. you're invited. Um, thank you, audience at SpikeCon. Thank you, uh, Jancy and Megan, for being on the podcast. 
This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go play with your Barbies. <laughs> Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.